So I was waiting for this particular episode. I've been planning this particular episode for a while. But it's like, I just didn't know when to put pen to paper. Just the specific topics, or topic, should I say. It's something I've been talking about for a while. Not not talking literally on, on here about, but something personally that I've been thinking about, talking about. I have spoken about it quite frequently on social media. If you follow me on Twitter, at G the King MMA. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just something I wanted to kind of bring to light and kind of cl- not clear up the air because there's no air that's not clear. When it comes to what I'm specifically going to talk about, I just want to give people a better idea. And I don't want my vibes or anything like on my social media or anything else to come off as anything negative whatsoever. I speak facts. I speak from the heart. I, uh, I pay attention. I retweet a lot of interesting things, a lot of quotes, a lot of, of, a lot of positive attributes. And I'm a positive person and I'm a very classy person, a person, you know, with a lot of integrity, a lot of respect, and I carry myself as a high standard and stuff, so, I mean, this is, there's a whole interesting part is what I'm going to tell you, so, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, we always do this every single episode, if you're brand new, we always do this, if you don't know, now you know, folks, we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, obviously, if you're an iPhone user, Android, uh, I stopped using Android, so I really don't, I mean, I went back to using iPhone, I, used to, I started off with iPhone, but I stopped using Android, so it's available in the Google Play podcast store as well on on Android and any other major podcast provider, ladies and gentlemen, it's available everywhere, we go through the same damn thing every week, um, and quickly, if you want to start your own podcast, folks, listen up. Ooh. You can visit www.anchor.fm slash start to start your own podcast. It's as easy as one, two, three, folks. Literally, like, all you need is a voice, a personality, an email account, and a fucking phone or a tablet or a computer. Whatever the hell you use to, to record or do whatever you need to do. It's easy as one, two, three, literally. Anchor is the number one rated app, in my opinion, when it comes to podcasts and podcasting apps. I mean, what it's associated with and how it digitally, you know, distributes your podcast to places, as we just mentioned, like Spotify, like Google Play Music, like iPhone. I mean, it's immediately available on my phone, at least five minutes or less after I do the podcast. If you go to your feed, you look at the feed, the RSS feed, your podcast feed, the show is immediately available. That's the best part about it. I mean, it's not an ad. I'm just talking about it because I feel like I haven't talked about it in a while. And, you know, I like to give credit where credit is due. My bank account's linked. Um, my, you know, the app is so easy to use and I've used it for a long time now. And, um, oh yeah, speaking of that, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago that I was talking about a brand new network, right? And some guy hit me up, talked about, um, some podcasting network. He was starting and he's trying to follow people that have, you know, you know, people are, they're into their MMA, you know, sports based podcasts and stuff, basically targeting people 
of the MMA community that are associated with those kinds of podcasts, right? And he he introduced me to his whole company all via social media and stuff. I never like physically met the guy, but I had to, took a look of his website. I read about it, and um, you know, uh, I had said that we had some news. And I had talked about whether or not we were going to move this podcast to a potential new network. But the true story about that is, before we begin with everything, and before I read the lineup of what we're going to be talking about today, interesting shit. Um, but the thing is, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it, man. It's like, I'm happy on this this network. I'm happy with this this. I mean, the location that my podcast is at right now, because all the people that have subscribed and are listening to my very, my show, basically, it's like that I don't want to have to go and tell everybody to resubscribe or post the links. Cause you know, not every single person that you have on social media is going to see it. And you're, I, I like the number count. That's what I like. I don't want to have to go through any other extra trouble. I actually really started to be a lot more comfortable with using anchor before I was a little nervous because the, the devices I had weren't properly, I guess they just, they weren't working properly and it malfunctioned and it caused my, my app not to really work. So I had for the longest time thought it was the app for anchor for the longest time and then eventually i stopped using the app like the actual anchor app i just recorded it with like a voice memo or some shit on my phone and i saved the audio and i uploaded it to anchor manually there's an option on there to upload it manually so i stopped using it for a while and you know over time and after a while honestly things with this app have been so much more solid and so much more amazing. It's easy as shit ever. Like, literally, you can pull out your phone or tablet and literally just start broadcasting in your fucking room, um, in your studio, in your office. My case, office, because it's it's a lot. I mean, my whole setup is absolutely solid. I mean, there's, like, the whole Avengers setup, and I have all my famous cars. I have some uh, famous weeds that I went and bought. Um, I have, a, obviously, a Jesus candle funny thing i have a lot of like i mean if you look at the setup it's absolutely amazing so like if if i make the jump to actual video podcast it would be cooler like maybe live chat podcast or live editions of the show and stuff like that i was thinking about a lot of that stuff and maybe we'll incorporate some of that stuff later on i'm just trying to think about how i'm gonna do the whole like where i'm gonna distribute it to like i want the podcast edition to be uh priority number one I just don't, I mean, like, I'm, like I said, that's the only thing I'm solely focused on because I know a lot of people aren't going to sit and watch the program. And that's basically why I have never done a video podcast or anything like that. I bet people are like, what the fuck is this dude just talking about? But, um, so going back to the guy, basically, man, it seemed pretty exciting. I mean, it seemed as if they they would broad they would uh, advertise your show and obviously give you a little bit more ads to read off in the show. And you know, no requirements of certain networks if your show's gonna be on there. You know, you have to you have to kind of pay your dues in a way. Basically, like we're on your, you're on our network, so you got to broadcast us. You got to advertise us to your listeners as well as your new listeners because they're going to be doing the same, which is the what the pressure I was under, and like I was all about growth and stuff when it comes to like you know putting my podcast on a new network, but it's like I'm comfortable, man. It's like I don't want to change everything up because it's like if it's not broken, don't don't try to fix it, and that's the thing. It's like I didn't feel like anything was wrong, so I really just felt super uncomfortable to the point where it's like 
he gave me his number to talk and, 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 you know, click or link up or whatever it is. And I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't take it, man. It's like, I don't want to, I'm fine where I'm at. I mean, it is the easiest thing ever. I don't have to worry about any major equipment or any location or being in a studio or any of that other shit. And I was like, how am I going to record the show? I'm like, I don't want to change my URL, my, my, my feed, because everybody has the same shit. I have two podcasts that go to the same exact feed, and I don't want to change all that. So I ended up not taking the offer because, I'm, like I said, I'm perfectly 100% fine here. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, if it's broke, don't fix it. Let's read on today's uh uh, what we're going to talk about today, obviously, um, if you follow me on social media, this is where we're just going to start off right here, and then we're going to end it there, and we're going to get into UFC 241, I promise, um, but if you've seen my social media, uh, mainly Twitter, I don't do anything else really on Instagram, or maybe if you follow some of my Snapchats, are a little aggressive sometimes. Like I'll post words instead of like actual pictures, but I'll t- I'll just rant on there. Like, but um, I had some f- not some famous tweets, but some infamous tweets that I posted the other day. I don't want to pull them up or have to fish back because I retweet a lot of shit, and I don't want to jump back in there and try to find them all. But I had some, you know, really aggressive. You know, not hateful tweets towards, you know, regarding women, but it wasn't that directly like towards women. It wasn't like against women or anything. It was just like it was particularly uh, targeting, not targeting, but like what the fuck is a word like it's centered towards certain specific types of people. I said it this morning, basically, I was talking about uh uh, girls who were real friendly and shit, right? It drives me fucking insane. So, like, what I was talking about is girls who are real friendly and have a lot of dudes in their phone or inbox or people that they talk to. It's like, oh, people that I talk to. I'm like, no, what the fuck is that shit, man? It's like, I mean, if you're, I mean, I understand if you're not in a relationship, but like, if you're trying to talk to some girl and they have like, they're just not the one for you. Like, literally, like, if you have a pe- bunch of people in your inbox, it's like, like, I don't trust the bitch from right then and there because it's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with all these people. Like, some girls are freaking snakes, man. There's, I can spot snakes. I can spot all these different kinds of things. And, and, and nobody's able to pull fast ones on me. It's like, I've got all this shit under lock. Like, it's just fucking insane, man, how people can can act the way they act and, and swear up and down that they're one way and they end up being another like if, if I would have told you the specific story I wanted to talk about it was just it drives me insane I was so pissed off and it's like seeing examples of this and and having things like that occur like not in my own life but seeing it as well as it you know potentially have has occurred very a very amount like I was gonna say a very amount what the fuck Oh, by the way, my cash card arrived. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Um, but what I was going to say is that like, it drives me insane. And it ha- it's happened multiple times in my life. A good amount of times. But it's like I've experienced so many different types of stupid-ass women. Dumb-ass women. I mean, I'm not going to hate on people for being insecure. But a lot of different types of women. Insecure. Um, crazy. Crazy. Um, 
super beautiful, man. There's so many different types of women in the world. But it's like the thing that got me so mad and what makes me, gives me the feeling to want to rant is just just people like that. Like they'll try to talk. People like that will try to talk shit or just, just act like they're not doing nothing wrong. And you go and you mention that shit. And it's like, are you fucking stupid? Are you literally not seeing what you're doing? And it's like... I don't have any reason to lie, so I'm not just going to sit here and, oh, I bet people are thinking, like, he sounds like a salty dude. Like, the way I describe it in my tweets is, like, as if I'm not getting any ass or anything. Like, it, it comes off, like, because I was reading it, and I was like, ooh, that comes off kind of wrong. Like, it seems like this guy's mad and, and hate, hate, is hateful towards women. It's like, that's not even the case. I'm just hateful towards dumbass women. And hateful towards dumbass people. Not hateful. Hate, hate's a strong word, but I'm, I strongly, strongly, strongly dislike. Like, I'm right on the edge of being, using the word hate. I might as well just say it. Yeah, I shouldn't hold anything back. I am hatred. I have hatred towards people like that. Because those people are the reason why this world is so shitty. Those women that are very curious, like quote unquote curious. And it's like, I don't, I don't want someone whose DMs are just fucking filled. I don't want them to be message requests. I don't want there to be snap requests. I mean, I'm not sounding, I'm not like insecure or nothing. It's just, I don't want to have somebody, I wouldn't want to have somebody that everybody else wants. Like, I, I mean, I don't know where the solution to this is, but like walking down the street or walking in the mall, for example, you're walking with your absolutely super attractive girlfriend and all these fucking thirsty dudes that have probably never touched ass in a long time are, are super thirsty or be like, oh, probably drooling. You catch them looking at the corner of your eye. And it's like, for me, it's like, I'll slap a motherfucker in the face. Like, I will beat your ass, man. I'll start a fight. It's like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, don't fucking look at my girl. That's how I am. I'm protective because I know how these snakes are. And I, it makes me mad because it makes me want to fight them because I, I protect my, my own. I protect my family. I protect anybody I care about from idiot. I was going to say idiotic people like that and people who have no morals, who have no self-respect, people that are negative cancers to my life and negative cancers to the people I'm associated with. So as that being said, I know that there's thirsty people. So you just really got to keep people in check. It's like, bro, what are you looking at? Don't look at my girl. And that that's, I, I'm saying it as if it just happened to me, but it didn't happen. But it fires me up because I see this shit happen so much. And it's a reoccurring thing that I've seen through observation and proof and facts and screenshots and everything. I've seen it all, oh man. I've seen everything. I've seen all this shit. I can only imagine the girls that I like, maybe in the past, like I used to, like when I was super young, I can only imagine how many dudes were talking to them or trying to say the same things. Like I swore up and down that I was like the most special guy to them and I felt real special. And I, I can only imagine how these other people were saying that same shit to them. And it's like, I don't know. Some of these bitches will entertain these people. And it's like, why the fuck do you do this shit? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, if you're talking to somebody, why in the fuck would you entertain someone else? Yet alone, the, I want to say it. I'm going to say the ending of it. The part that made me spark. This was a while back, by the way. This is a while back. This is a long ass time ago. But it's just a ex prime example of what gets me to spark. So, up and down, this dumbass girl. Well, like, she was talking on the phone, right? We were talking on the phone one time. 
or not one time, it was like after the first day of talking or through text messages. You know how you get people and you text and stuff. You get their snaps or you slide in their DMs and stuff. And, and, and a lot of people may say like, oh, it's your poor choice of women or anything like that. No, it's, it's not my poor choice of women. It's, it's that none of that shit should exist on earth. So it's not the poor choice of women. It's just that the simple fact that that shit exists and people encourage it and, and can sit and sleep well at night doing the uh, horrendous shit that they do at night, basically. And what I mean by horrendous is acts of hoism. And what I mean by hoism is like, you know, talk having to talk to a bunch of girls or having to talk to a bunch of guys or whoever you are. It's like, well, no, 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 no. You will never see me sliding in nobody's DMs unless I feel the need to if I was in that position. Like, I'm not going to just fucking be talking to all these different fucking people. I don't like people. Because of the simple fact that everyone's a piece of shit nowadays. And, and the, the generations are different. How people act. How people behave. How people treat each other. How people come off on social media. And you know how... I, I mean, basically what set this all off was my opinion. And my strong, very aggressive, verbally aggressive opinions on women that are like that. I mean, there's people that will cause shit or talk shit. Like, I, I've experienced people that will talk shit or... you. You know, like I said, swear up and down that they're this or they're that. They're claim this or act all tough. And yet, like you expose them and they're like, they'll, they they try to deny or they'll, they, they just act stupid. The reactions are stupid. Like it, the way you're defending yourself isn't nearly, isn't anywhere close to convincing me that you're not, you're not, uh, being honest, like, that's the instant lie right there, like, if I accuse somebody of doing something, and their defense is, isn't to where it needs to be, and trust me, if you really want to defend yourself verbally, if someone's coming at you, I promise you, most people, 9 out of 10 people will, will make it a solid point to be able to fully defend themselves if someone is accusing them of something, like, you can say, oh, you stole my cookie, no, I didn't, no, I didn't, no, I know you basically be like, I know you stole my cookie because you were the last person in the room. Everyone else was asleep. I was asleep. I wasn't here. And you were the only one awake. And the rest of the kids don't like cookies. So I know it was you. So why the fuck would you lie to me? That's a prime example right there. I, the stupid example. I just came out of nowhere. But it's like, if you don't provide details and facts, what you're saying is irrelevant. Because any true statements have facts behind it. You don't just say shit out of the blue and it's automatically true. And it's like, people don't understand that. And the thing that drives me crazy is that when you know for damn sure that you're right, you have the screenshots, you have the facts, you put all the facts together. I swore, I swore on everything, all the situations all the things that I got pissed off at people were for legitimate reasons. Like, that's what gets me pissed off. The only things that get me pissed off... Sorry if I sound fired up, by the way. I am fired up on this Monday evening. Um, but, like... I don't know. It just drives me crazy because how do these people not realize the stupidity that they're doing? Like, hoes. Like, are you just going to be a, a lonely piece of shit your whole entire life sleeping around with everybody trying to talk to as much guys as you possibly can throughout your whole entire life like does the story end 
once a hoe, always a hoe. That's what. That's all. That's something I was under the, under the. Uh, I was under the. What is the fucking word? I can't even think right now. I was under the impression of that being truthful. That girl that I was talking about, everything she said to me, I put it together like a puzzle. And I, really, I, I put it all together on a dartboard. Not literally, but in my head, and I piece it all together. And it, it allows me to not trust people because of the facts. You provide false facts. You lie. I can spot lies. Like I can spot bullshit from miles away. Because people are stupid as fuck nowadays, and their IQs are low, multiple people, this isn't just goes for women, this goes for men and everyone else around the world, there's people with low ass IQs, uh, if you think about it, the people that talk shit, or the people that try to uh, troll you on the internet, are people who are most likely in their mom's basement, most likely people who are failures at life, and most likely are ugly as fuck, or just have no life. And, and, you know, they're unhappy with themselves, so they feel the need to cause everyone else bullshit, and that doesn't get you anywhere. Or, if, if they don't seek to make someone happy, they're just going to find someone for one thing. Oh, I'm just going to sleep around and be a little little slut my whole entire life. That's what, that's what certain people do. Like, I've seen people do that. I've heard of people doing that. And, and like, they swear up and down. I keep saying that, and that's my new little favorite term to say on this episode, but it's like... Like these, they're just fucking hoes, man. They entertain it all, and and what I mean by entertain, this works in so many ways more than one. This part fires me up. This is gonna get me the most fired up. Is the fact that you know a, a lot of these women in this fucking world and and the world of social media and real life are 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 the reason, like you know they're they're contradictory or contradictive if that's even a word. They contradict. And what I mean by contradict, I know this podcast sounds sloppy, but I didn't expect to kind of get real fired up like that. And it's like, we're already like 21 minutes in for fuck's sakes. We still got UFC uh, 241 to talk about if we get to it. I mean, just kidding. I will definitely get to it. Obviously, a lot of stuff to talk about with that. But um, so what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the fact that I get so mad because of the fact that not only are they, is this women on the internet or, or social media and stuff like that, but it's a common thread. Like, you, you pop open your picture, boom, Instagram model, bikini model, big booty chick. Ooh, she's thick. She's sexy. I am guilty of this. I do open my phone and see these. I mean, I'm not glorifying it. I'm, it's it's a simply a nice view. I'm a man, and it, it's a nice view. doesn't mean I want to fuck every single one of them. It just means it's, it's a good, nice view. I'm not contradicting anything I'm saying. I'm saying that aside from that, I don't participate in those kinds of acts. And that's the thing. I don't. It's not about me. We're not talking about me. I'm talking about what I see in the world. And if you look at it, you look at these, boom, you open your phone, boom, you can't even open your Instagram in public anymore based on a lot of the shit that everyone posts and stuff. I mean, you'll see these girls showing a lot of cleavage off or they have some big titties. And it's obvious that let it be known that it's a picture of your big titties. You, obviously cute face, but big ass titties or a big butt. Or you turn around and do that little cute smile with their ass showing in your mirror. Or, you know, basically Instagram almost let you people get away with fully nude pictures on there. If there's emojis covering up the tits or their ass or anything else, man. It's like, it's horrendous, man. I like, I see it all the time. I'm like, geez. 
Like, there's some badass females on Instagram, not gonna lie. There's some very gorgeous women. Like, but they, if they're clothed, that's the thing. If you're, if you're showing your stuff off I and mean, you have a nice ass, you're thick and you look beautiful. You're just like a beautiful woman, mainly Mexican women. I love Mexican women to death. Um, and you have clothes on. That's, that, that's better than anything. Why well, have clothes off? I mean, a majority of the, 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 the models are, that I follow on Instagram. Yeah. Keyword models. They do that and they get paid for it. These other stupid hoes, low on the totem pole, they don't get paid for it. You're just sluts. These models aren't going to reply to these random ass people trying to hit up on you. I mean, these women have like over 100,000 followers. Uh, they're verified. I don't know if you guys know who Britannia187 is on Instagram or Twitter. I don't know if her handle's like the same, but that's one of the more, most popular models in my opinion. But, like, if you, if you look at all these models, like, famous models, models, you know for sure they have, they're racking in some big bucks, for sure, versus the normal bitches on the street that, you know, maybe you try to talk to, and you, you first impression maybe come, comes off pretty good, but after a while, you just realize, you start to realize how much people are truly a piece of shit, if you really truly try to get to know them. And that that brings me to say that's why there's a lot of people that, you know, let's talk, let's see how it goes. But for me personally, like, I don't like that whole, oh, let's talk, let's see how it goes or let's see if it works. I'm like, don't, don't first and foremost, don't ever fucking say that to me. I will turn you and I will have you on your way. You can walk out the door and I will lock the door behind me. Don't ever say that to me in your entire life. Because, I mean, that's like the same thing, like, people, like, I don't know, I don't like to, I mean, real. Being realistic is cool. I mean, you never know what could truly happen, but for you to sit back and imagine that shit is is upsetting as well. I'm so fired up. I'm sorry if it seems like I'm so fired up. I really got I really got like fired up off that those posts and stuff because I was thinking about it and it's like it made me upset. Um, not really, but just like ashamed of people. But so back to that. So basically, like. You, going back to these Instagram models, okay, I'm not going to knock women who are making money. Those aren't the women I'm talking about when it comes to bitches and dumb hoes and stupid... You know, bitches can be a man or a woman. If, you, if I call you a bitch, a bitch is a bitch. Woman's a woman, a man's a man, a bitch is a bitch. Bitches, the, a bitch can be a man or a woman. Just clarifying that. So I'm not referring to a woman as a bitch. You know, it's disrespectful. Even if you act like a bitch, I'll mean, be like, yeah, you're being a bitch today, man. But, like, no, I don't refer to people like that. I have class. So, like I said, I'm not going to knock Instagram models for doing that. But that's the trend. They're setting a trend. And I say I'm not knocking them. So, in a way, that does mean I am glorifying it. Saying it, it's okay. But then these low-life hoes will emulate that. Like, have you ever, uh, like, hopped on one of those fucking weird sites? Like, those dating sites or those fucking weird apps? Um, the majority of the people on there are, are attention-seeking whores. 
Like I was aware of these apps and I looked at them and I was like, oh, I, when I was hella young, I tried it. I asked like, uh, I, f- I forgot the name of the guy. I, it was like some older dude. I was like, hey, what is this app? And I tried it. And, you know, like I did meet some cool friends, like just some regular ass friends and, you know, a couple like really cool girls and stuff. But like a lot of them, most of them, and from what I've seen, just visually ob- uh, observing and shit like that, a lot of them were attention seeking whores. Like if you actually like literally read their information and stuff on their profiles and it's like i was a young ass kid and i was like i never run out i never did anything so i sit on the phone and talk to beautiful chicks online it sounds like fun i mean i did it when i was super young so it's like i mean i was sitting i'll literally sit and read their bios and they're like i like tall boys or i like this or don't hit me up if you're doing this or, you know, no, no, no. Actually, those are the normal ones. I should have just jumped off the cliff and tell, told you guys the weirdest shit I've ever seen. It's like, hit me up for that premium. I mean, this, the premium, really? So you're telling me that I'm going to pay $25 or less for pictures of your titties and your ass when I could just go look at porn for free? Not saying that's what I would do, but why not? Like, the fact that people will pay their own money to do that shit. Just, the, the, just that whole narrative, man. It's like, what? How the fuck is this? How is this something? These bitches are getting famous for their own, their own, for, for sexually. All these, all, all these women are sexualized. And, you know... With women doing that, and with all the thirsty-ass dudes in the world, and how shitty the bar is set for society, that just gives everybody a perspective to think everything that goes on is okay. When they release, you know, hot new albums and newest rap songs, you know, what the rap songs glorify, drugs, money, pussy, sex, bad bitches, doing drugs, and what does that do? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, he's singing about weed or cocaine. I smoke weed. I smoked weed before songs even talked about it, man. Like I, I, I didn't wasn't motivated to smoke weed from music. I smoked it just because I was offered it. It wasn't because of music. So like, there's songs that talk about weed or or Xanax or uh, or um, cough syrup, and and people will. You know, oh, I think that's cool. The beat sounds good. You get a little tune and shit like that. And you get attracted to it. And you're just like, oh, I like this tune. This is a good-ass beat, man. I don't know. It makes me want to go get some syrup. You want to go get some syrup? Let's go get fucked up. Turn on this music on the Bluetooth speaker and have it hella loud and shit. Yeah? I mean, it, it makes you, it almost brainwashes you to go and try the shit out. Same thing can be said for these women that do the, like, all these sites that have come up in the last two, three years. Hopefully, hasn't been around longer than that. Otherwise, these women have been sluts the entire time. Those particular women, I'm not saying women in general. Those particular women, if you do those specific acts, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not directing any of this at any women, any woman, any respectable, classy women. I know so many women that are so classy and respectful that I care so much about and work so hard in their lives and stuff. A couple, like a few listeners of this show, and I know for sure are women. And, you know, I'm not nowhere near disrespecting anybody or no, I'm just I'm, I'm against people that are bad for the world. And I don't like it. 
I don't like my society being surrounded by that. More so along with my own life. I don't want anybody that's shitty around me. So, going back to how I said it associates with it. They set the bar. And there's hundreds and hundreds. Maybe even thousands. That's how crazy this world is. Maybe even thousands of women out there. That will, you know, they they want the premium or Cash App or PayPal. I mean, I literally, I, I seen this on Twitter because people retweet so much shit. And I get caught up in some weird ass freaking posts because a lot of people, I, I follow over 2,000 people. So my, my Twitter is full of different shit. But I seen this note. If you have an iPhone, you know the notepad, right? You look at it. And you could type it in. But there was a list of things that, and dollar signs and cash prices, and there were different things. I think it was to call her on the phone and have phone text. $30, uh, sexting for 15 minutes, uh, $15. What I'm like looking up at. These are, these are a thing? People pay money for this shit? How thirsty are you guys to be decent and go get a piece of ass and not just want to fuck every single thing that walks? It's like, geez, you use your beautiful looks to, to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you use your looks to manipulate easily manipulative people. Hey, that's on them. They're easily manipulative. Uh, there's a, a a whole category for all those trashy-ass people that do that. It just seems like there's a lot of trashy-ass people. Because not only are those those kinds of people when it comes to Snap, just the pictures, posting naked pictures, I mean, just posting your, your explicit pictures on the internet, sending nasty pictures to, to people, or, you know, having, to, having people pay money to see your, your body. I mean, that's a whole way of doing things and social media has given people the option you don't have to go and fuck all these people but you just you 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 sending people pictures of your of your pussy or your ass or whatever it is you're doing dude sending dick pics and and random people sliding in your messages you know sending you uh sexual related stuff it's like come on like that's the whole society so, so much to the point where i know of i know of handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of women that are are so mad and so protective over themselves when it comes to new dudes trying to talk or people trying to approach them or get to know them whether you're in school whether you're in work or anywhere concert who knows where the fuck you are just they're very protective because these dudes all they want to do is fuck that's all they want to do is talk their way in and, and they're pieces of shit and that's all they want to do. That's all they want to do. They're just dogs. They just go around and fuck every single person and, and brag about it. Like, that's not cool. I mean, I don't, I don't see how fucking a bunch of people is, is awesome or fun. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't see the interest in it. Maybe one person, multiple ways, but, you know, like a relation, in a relationship with someone multiple ways and shit like that. That, that sounds fun. But not not no fucking multiple people. It's like I don't get what you nasty hoes are doing. I mean, you just want a bunch of dude just ramming ramming that shit for like like fucking money. And you don't even know what these nasty ass people have. It's like I will never ever 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 sacrifice my body, my health, anything for any bitches or any sexual related stuff or anything at all. Like I will, I will never ever touch anybody that's nasty. Like I don't touch anybody because I don't trust people like that. Like that's some deep shit because people are disgusting nowadays. 
They're they're attention seeking whores everywhere. Whores can be man or woman in my head. Man whore, woman whore. I just use the word whore in general. It goes for both genders. It's, it's disgusting though. It's like like all these explicit pictures, all these girls turning out to be hoes. Like there's been times where I've had normal conversations with women. And we're just texting like normal people. I swear to God. We're texting like normal people. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, in bed. Or she's like, I don't know. They, they turn the conversation sexual. Or they send like a, a picture. Uh, maybe their cleavage. Uh, maybe like, you know, those pictures where it's it's kind of basically pretty obvious that, you know, they're trying to get your attention. I mean, girl with cleavage. And, you know, maybe an all right looking face. People are going to hit you up, not because they want to talk to you. They're going to try to slide in your pants and, and, and see those big titties of yours. Not to see you, not to care about you. So all these dumbass hoes in the world out there that think they're the shit because all these dudes so-called want to be with you or want to quote-unquote get at you is a term people use. No, you're, you're, an, you're an idiot, honestly. You're, you're a fucking idiot. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And that is stupid ass attention. Why not want some? Why, why not have people want your attention because you're a positive role model or your inspiration or you actually do something other than show your body off to the world? Eventually, you're gonna be like sixty years old. Then what the fuck are you gonna do with your pathetic life? Nothing. I mean, like I said I, earlier, I don't knock people for making money, but it's not something I want to be associated with or have anybody that I know associated or any kids of mine in the future to be associated with. Their mother won't be a whore. They won't do any of these whore acts or anything like that. And I, I for sure will never be with someone who is associated with these kinds of whore acts or someone that's a piece of shit. Like, if your personality is a piece of shit, you aren't shit. You don't have anything. Pretty faces don't make up for anything. Pretty faces are only to fuck to a lot of people like basically i mean i don't i don't stand by that i mean i'm just not gonna fuck anybody if they're not fucking if they're not not literally fuck like i'm not gonna fuck any motherfuckers on the planet if they're not appealing if they're not attract like attractive more so personality wise that's how I've always carried myself like i like beautiful women that's for damn sure like gorgeous fucking women but a shitty personality doesn't get me excited for them, and I don't give a fuck how hungry or thirsty or whatever it is you want. Like, say you was there's people that just I don't know. That's like, that's that's what I'm saying. There's people out there that just want to fuck, and though uh, a pretty face is good enough. Sorry, a pretty face is not good enough. A, a nice body is not good enough. If your personality is bullshit, that's not good enough, man. It's like no. That's three strikes and you're out. Goodbye. See you later. Peace. Ciao. Sayonara. Hasta la vista, bitch. Get the fuck out. Doesn't make any sense. I don't like people like that. I'm very against people that that are pollute, polluting this world. You know, I don't know, like figuratively. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, just polluting the world with all the honus that's going around. All the clout chasing girls. I mean... I can guarantee you probably more than half of these girls that are attention-seeking whores that post those pictures purposely knowing people are going to hit you up and probably reference something that they see in the picture 
as in your your big booty or your your short your your thick thighs or your 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 big boobs or your cleavage or whatever the fuck these people are mouth drooling over and um and you know most likely those people it's very likely actually now don't fucking don't don't say anything nobody nobody say a damn thing right now that's very likely if you post a, a picture of yourself that's openly not explicit but showing off explicit things as in like Things like, you know, like I said, like thick thighs or, or something visually attractive to people, then that's what's going to get people's attention. And that's the only reason why they're going to talk to you. They don't want to know you because your personality, they don't give a fuck about your personality unless you're legitimately like a good person. Like if you're not a good person, you're just some attractive girl on Instagram. That's not going to make up for anything. You aren't shit. There's nothing there's nothing that you're going to do that that that's going to be appealing to anybody in life later on. Looks looks don't carry it. You can't get it with looks. That's the thing. That's what drives me crazy that this whole world's upside down and there's people that majority dedicate their time and uh, and and chasing clout through their looks like that's where they're cashing in at they're cashing in on their looks guys will hit you up because of their looks your big titties your big butt those are visuals nobody's gonna i'm not oh baby i want to fuck you because your personality nobody's gonna say say that shit you don't ever hear anybody saying like man you're so hot because your personality i mean like for fuck's sakes that that brings me over the fence in happiness when the personality is amazing that's the attractive part that makes me want to be with them not only not only just to like i wasn't just saying that's all all you need to do is fuck no i I love people i love personality and a woman with the personality is very attractive and just more so than not that makes me want to create something cooler with them and be more solid and, and potentially start talking to them and you know gain gain their you know basically set their eyes on you that's what drives me crazy is like there's these so these really cool nice girls and you know they come off as real sweet and oh yeah like down to earth and super calm and sweet and they're just so nice but you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes as as you don't know what dudes are doing behind the scene but then when you catch these girls or you see something you don't like or or something else happens and you confront these people like everything's good when it's good but when you go to confront someone in a, in a not so good situation there's just people that don't they 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 either freeze up or their mind just stupid they're too clumsy they're too idiotic to own up to their mistakes it's like that's another thing that drives me crazy not just with women just with people in general like if why not admit your mistakes the thing is i've always owned up to my mistakes i've always owned up to shit why don't other people? I mean, nobody's perfect. Um, I've talked about a lot of things. Like, I've said a lot of things. I mean, everybody's done a lot of things in life. And like I said, nobody is perfect. But, like, for people not to admit stuff, it, what is it? Your ego? Are you just too dumb? Well, what prevents you from wanting to be honest? Like, all those people are poison to this world. Liars, cheaters, haters. All these people are are, are poison to the world. Like, the these people don't need to exist. There should be a separate planet for these kinds of people. That is million percent unlikely. But those are the people that make this world a shitty place. And to get more positive, I need to smoke some more. We need to breathe. I bet everyone, is, everyone who's hearing this is like, Gabe needs to breathe. Breathe. 
just be more relaxed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, on a positive note, when you see people that are good and you actually run into girls that are very decent or a person that's very decent, depending on who you are, it, it's a breath of fresh air. That's the best part about it. Like, I'm not a fan of of the way people are nowadays. And I really do, unfortunately, hate my outlook on things and outlook on specific types of women and stuff like that. But it's the way that it's literally the facts. Like, I hate to sit and accept the fact of that. It's just the fact that these that it's true it's like these people get so much attention via their looks and people will only hit you up because of your looks and for people like that not saying that everybody who's attractive is trying to get people to hit them up and and kind of come at them in that kind of manner in a negative manner in a sexual manner with bad intentions just in general anything negative in general it's not it's not the point that maybe there's some people that are real nice and you know real respectful towards you and really just wanting to talk to you and getting to know you like I said there's great guys out there there's great women out there there's great people out there in general but you know when you get so much handfuls of such shitty people it almost makes you forget about the good good ones because you're too busy fucking being angry about the bad things it's like we haven't talked to anything MMA today like I wonder people are going crazy right now like I said we're talking about UFC 241 we still are ladies and gentlemen we're going to extend the show a couple of 30 more minutes um but like the thing is like i just hate i just hate how uh i just hate how the world is man i just wish i wish it was a lot more positive i wish it uh obviously like had i wish people had more sense because what i was going to say earlier actually was uh for the just regular people regular attractive people regular nice people like that it it's a bad look for them it makes them like it, it puts them in a bad spot. So like say for example you get a really good guy, a really good girl that tries to hit up on you. Could be for man or women, whatever your preference is. Um they could try to hit you up, for example. And what happens? You know, you're you're afraid. You don't want to talk to them. You you're like, uh no, he probably just wants to fuck or she probably just wants to fuck or who knows what she's trying to do. Maybe she just thinks you're attractive or whatever else. I mean, I don't like I mean I get these assumptions sometimes and when I make assumptions most of the time, I make assumptions based off facts. I don't just come out of the blue and, and make some false assumption stuff. I make some assumptions based off the things I see, so that's that's just what I do. And um like uh what i was gonna say was uh you know making assumptions it's like no i'm not gonna i mean if i know i'm right if i see some shit that i know i'm right about i'm gonna talk about it and be about it that's all i gotta do i don't hold anything back i i I say everything i feel like i need to say and those are my strong opinions about it i mean like i said i didn't feel like i posted anything super bad earlier or anything throughout the past days i'm just really against people like that and you know i kind of let my anger get to me to the point where I need to rant but it makes me feel good to write because I mean it's like I'm saying my thoughts and posting my thoughts and those are my thoughts I mean I'm not gonna hold back I did I dislike people that are like that I mean I mean I'll look at models professional models but just the, the way that women are I mean, I'm not, like I said I'm not gonna go and date all these models that are posting these nice little pics and you know they're looking good and you know a lot, of, a lot of them have their clothes on and stuff you know there's beautiful women it's like they're beautiful women I genuinely like them because of their beauty they're beautiful like their faces every they're, they're in shape they go to the gym 
these women are inspirational women to other women. They're just beautiful women to me. I, I think they're, they're, they're it, I don't sexually, uh, like, I don't put them, I don't look at them sexually. Like, there's people that look at women sexually. Like, I, I will look at a woman and I'll see her makeup or her eyes or, you know, her, her genuine beauty. Like, you're, you're just beautiful. Like, you're so pretty or you're too beautiful. And you, you just tell them that instead of like, hey, baby, what's up? Or we want to fight. Like, it, there's so many disrespectful people out there was what I'm trying to get at. And, you know, I've kind of talked about point A and point B and stuff. But uh, it's like, for me... It's like I you know I don't like to I don't like people to think bad things about me like I'll write off the top like no I don't want to fuck you I, I'm not trying to get at you I'm trying to have genuine conversations if you get to know me I'll talk about random ass shit just normal ass shit there's no signs of me wanting to get at you or be with anybody anybody that I DM or anybody that I hit up like on Instagram or Twitter it's not like I'm trying to get at you that's the thing I never try to get at people through social media like that. A message. I mean, snap. Maybe, if anything, like I, I, I've, I've added friends, or friends have added me, or people that liked me have added me in the past and stuff. And I use that to talk to people, or just people who admire or follow or whatever the fuck it is. Your friends, whatever. I have a lot of friends, a lot of my normal friends on Snap and stuff. So that's like what I use it for. But uh, like, you'll never see me trying to get at these people. And one more time, going quickly back to the models, what I was talking about. Um, like I said, I applaud anybody, like I said, that makes their money like that professionally. It doesn't mean that these dumb hoes get to do that as well. I mean, it's not cute. It's not cool. It's not attractive. I don't think any woman in the world who needs to sell pictures of her body is a good woman. So point blank, if you do that, just go fuck yourself and cross yourself out of the line of class because there is no class and anybody that does that does not have any class i'm sorry i don't care if you're struggling i don't care if you're going through any bad situations no you know no 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 you do not do that and that's the final thing and it's just upsetting to see the trend but you know like i said to, to sum this up and let's continue on to uh ufc 241 if anyone's still listening <laughs> i mean we're literally just sitting here and talk for an hour about the, the, the bullshit of social media and bullshit of of the way women and, and people act all around the world. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's kind of a different feel. It was interesting. We got high. We talked about it together. But like I said, the second part of this podcast, well, second edition will be coming up right now. I just wanted to touch base. I, I just wanted to kind of rant and get it out of my system and let people really know how I think about all these things. I'm not sitting here bashing anybody. I'm just against the bullshit summing that up let's get on to ufc 241 now so it was a historic night yet again a lot like i said earlier like lots of ups and downs i mean for me there was a mixture of both obviously super happy super stoked fucking fired the fuck up for nate diaz's win over Anthony Pettis, I mean, all these people that thought Nate was going to come in and get smoked by Anthony Pettis, I mean, myself included, listed last week on the show a lot of positive attributes that Showtime could essentially have executed against Nate Diaz. It's because I've heard of this thing multiple times, it's the leg kicks, you know, the wrestling, the grappling, 
You know, Pettis has more ways to win. He's won in multiple, more ways than Nate has in his career. And he has more tools to win. Literally, he did. But it's mixed martial arts. And as I said last week, you can have all those tools in the world. But if you're not able to use them or utilize them in the fight, then it's going to be a bad night. So we're going to start off with Nate versus Pettis, and we'll get into how I felt about DC and Stipe and my thoughts on the performance and what's next for everybody on this card involved and what we're talking about. We'll talk about what's next for Costa. We'll talk about what's next for, for DC and Stipe. We'll talk about what's next for Romero and everybody, the winners and the losers of UFC 241. But let's not waste any more time. Let's start right off with Diaz versus Pettis as we were. Um, it was a great fight. I mean, Nate came out. Obviously, real aggressive early on in the first round, and you know he kind of slowed down as we as we all seen and stuff. And you know, obviously, he said because obviously he's he's used to doing five round fights, so he had to really sprint out as if he was in the third third round because it was a three round fight. I mean, when did we see Nate Diaz in three round fights? I mean, I can't recall the last time he was in a three round fight, but like it, was, it just seems like forever ago. So him fighting a three round fight, you know, the energy, everything, the training is probably different, and you know. May not need to work as hard, maybe, because those five-round fights are taxing to train for. And I'm pretty sure it's taxing for a lot of these guys. If they know they're fighting five rounds, they're going to have to train five rounds. A lot of these guys, you know, train five rounds for three rounds. Like, they'll, they'll go and train for five rounds, but only be fighting in three rounds just to ensure that they have the the cardio to go to go all three rounds and not gas. Like I said, Nate got a little tired, but, you know, he seemed to, you know, kind of get a second win. You know, he initiated the clinch a lot, which was super surprising because out of anything that I ever thought of, I never thought of that at the top of my head that Nate would potentially utilize. I mean, I did think about the pressure. I did say that Nate would pressure and kid pressure Pettis and the pressure of Diaz would be the, the deciding factor in this fight for the side of Nate Diaz, and he did. He just utilized pressure in a different way. You know, he took he had Pettis, uh, took Pettis down a couple times, I think, if I was mistaken. I did, I mean, yeah, he did. He had him up against the fence. Obviously, Pettis might have, uh, I think he broke his foot uh, when Nate checked one of his kicks. I mean, Nate checked the kick, so obviously was well prepared for this fight. It was a it was a great win. Like I said, it was a lot of grappling. You know, uh, there was that s- sequence in the fight where Pettis had the guillotine, and I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I was like, Nate, I don't think Nate's been submitted. I've never seen Nate Diaz get submitted, and I was like, this guy's Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Like this guy can't get get submitted. He can't get submitted. He can't get submitted. I was going crazy, dude, when I was watching it, and and then the Nate pops out and he's just landing on top, landing some devastating ground and pound at some points during the fight and stuff and you know he, he landed a couple nasty left hands too and you know he kept a good pace throughout that entire fight and it's, it was real real impressive just the victory and everything that Nate did in that fight was absolutely impressive a lot of people say he looks sloppy and all that no fuck you guys go fuck yourselves um I thought he looked absolutely fantastic I mean three years off what do you expect he comes back and beats a guy and former Anthony Pettis, you know, he's been kind of bouncing back from wins and losses and stuff, unfortunately, but, you know, stylistically, a very dangerous guy still, and, you know, seems like he's a very intelligent guy, along with the strong fight IQ, and, you know, Anthony was just, obviously, to a lot of people, in a lot of people's eyes, was a bad style matchup for him, because of, uh, you know, just overall, all the skills, and Anthony's multiple ways of winning and stuff like that, and, 
and so on. I mean, if you look at it, break it down stylistically, like I said, Pettis did have more ways to win. I mean, if you think about it, like, well, how is Diaz going to win? By pressuring. Like I said, it was pressure. And, you know, I didn't think he was necessarily going to knock Pettis out. He did land a lot of good flurries, but I did feel like Pettis, like, her, his foot, his footwork was very limited, but usually he would get out of the way. And, like, he did get out of the way. And just, Pettis did seem like the quicker guy out there before he broke his foot and stuff. And, you know, it essentially seemed like, you know, Pettis would have the edge to a lot of people. And obviously, you guys see how hard I went for Nate Diaz in that fight. And, uh, you know, how big of how much big of a fan because it's been three years, ladies and gentlemen. So I haven't been I haven't been able to celebrate or talk about or, you know, it's fucking fight week. Nate Diaz is back. You see how fucking fired up I was. I mean, from the same hometown. And it's like a hero. And it was, I felt like a straight up victory for the hometown. And it was absolutely amazing, man. And he came back in three years. I mean, technically should be on a. Uh, three fight winning streak i mean he beat connor the first time obviously um second time i thought he won that fight too and as well as that um you know beating showtime pettis i mean he beat connor mcgregor his last two fights and showtime pettis i mean if you look at how amazing that is it's just absolutely amazing through three fights uh three fight winning streak both two wins over connor in my head basically and um the win over pettis so, as a lot of people have seen, that does set him up with a fight with Jorge Masvidal next. And it's a very interesting fight. I mean, I've, we, they've talked about this fight for a long time. It's a fan-friendly fight. I mean, two badass gangsters up against each other. That sounds like a very interesting fight. I really, really want to see that. And, uh, you know, very interesting. And something, I've, I, I don't know, it's... It's very interesting. I, I'm super excited, like, talking about it. Um, what the fuck? What were we talking about? I just literally lost track of the last thing I was talking about. That's how high, that's how high people get sometimes. That's probably why I talked about that whole women's shit earlier for hella long. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, so Pettis versus Masvidal. Is a, a fan friendly fight. Obviously, Masvidal was in the front row. I think when when Nate won, he did talk about wanting that fight, and and Nate called him out in the post fight press conference. And you know, it's it's just cool to have Nate Diaz back in the mix, and you know, sign me up for that fight before the end, the year's over. You get another Nate Diaz fight before the year's over. That's a special treat. Who would have thought Nate would have came back before Connor? If anything, it's pretty crazy. But like I said, I'm excited. I can't wait for the future of Nate Diaz. I do hope he fights one more time in 2019. I do hope it is against Masvidal. If Masvidal fights uh, Nate Diaz with Nate getting a win, then I think that opens the door for Colby Covington to fight for the world title next. And that's you know that's something as well as a lot of people have been wanting to see too. So. That'll be super interesting. I think with Diaz fighting uh, Masvidal, that opens like definitely that leaves a clear cut path for Colby, and I don't want to see anything else for Usman if it's unless it's Colby. All right, moving on to the more emotional part. The worst part about UFC two forty one it was it just didn't sink in until maybe a few days later. You know, earlier I was kind of like you know I was as I was writing. You know, I I tend to write uh, thoughtful and heartfelt posts. I'm very detailed posts on my Instagram account. 
you know, just as a fan and, you know, my true love for the sport. I mean, break things down. I, I detail a lot of my posts if you read a lot of them. And uh, I detailed, I mean, I, I mean, I posted about Nate Diaz. I was fired up and, you know, Nick Diaz army. I was just absolutely fucking fired up for Nate's win. But then we still had more fights to go. We had the Cormier versus Stipe fight. You know, obviously it's going good for Cormier early on. And then, you know, you know, fuck. I was like, all these shots Cormier keeps landing. I was like, one of these shots is going to knock him down. One of these shots is going to do it. It's a matter of time before Daniel eventually, um, you know, lands something. And maybe lands a little bit later on than he did in the first time. In the first fight, he knocked him out in the first, in the first round. But this fight, he's just throwing everything. Everything but the kitchen sink at Stipe, and Stipe is still standing. He comes prepared. You know, he hurt him to the body, which essentially uh, opened up him to be finished. I mean, those little shovel hooks to the body, it looked like little shovel hooks. Like, he was digging in the body. I mean, if you see that, I think it was a liver shot, if I wasn't mistaken. And that opened up Cormier uh, to the, the rest of the punishment and the flurry of Miocic to the point where he finished Cormier. And that's a crazy outcome. I mean... That was crazy. Like, I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen in this fight. I mean, I was rooting for DC. I mean, a d- hardcore DC fan. I love DC. And if you do, I'm going to read the post that I said earlier uh, in, in like uh, maybe like five minutes or so whenever I'm finished talking about this. But, um, like, just, you know, just the, uh, you know, the way the fight went. It was like I thought it was going to be in DC's favor, but then. Stipe just turns it on and comes back and, you know, rallies up in the fourth round and just, you know, he realizes, I mean, because DC, you know, using the takedowns, utilizing his wrestling, I thought if he would have used more wrestling, obviously I'm not a, I'm not a coach or anything, I'm just saying as I've personal thoughts about the fight, but if he would have utilized more wrestling and controlled him on the ground, I mean, there was one segment or one point in time where I thought they stopped the fight because I was watching the fight and my app uh, froze for a second because like the wi-fi or some shit like that and um it was in the position where dc was landing those elbows to the, to the head but i think it was like the back close to the back of the head when he was uh when miocic was in that like compromising position against the cage and stuff if you remember that sequence um but then after that like after that i looked at um like I, I mean, obviously, it, I, it, it, I refreshed the, uh, my, my stream, and then, uh, like I said, it was a second round. I thought the end of the fight. I was like, damn! If that was like the compromising position that Stipe was in, and the fight was ended off that, then that would have been like a fucking horrible, shitty way to beat Stipe the second time. But then it, it, the tide was turned. I mean, it, it seeing that Daniel stood up with him more, more so than using using uh wrestling because if he would have been wrestling a lot more and initiating the clinch more it would have been a different outcome because he wouldn't have given steepy the opportunity to constantly hit him with those right hooks i mean those things were i think it was the right hooks but those hooks were so nasty i mean like i said daniel now has uh his first loss at heavyweight his first loss at heavyweight man to Stipe miocic i mean there's no shame in that in a way because if you think about it You've lost to John Jones, the best light heavyweight on the planet. And you've lost to the winningest heavyweight in UFC history. Most title defenses ever. Comes back, beats DC in a rematch. Doesn't take any other fights. 
comes back, beats DC, gets his belt back. And, you know, just for me, as a, in a weird way, low-key, it, like, feels like he never lost it. I mean, obviously, DC got that big win over him. But, you know, just seeing him with the belt. Because yeah, I, was, I was so used to seeing him uh, hold the belt and all those consecutive title defenses that he made and just the whole pressures of all that and just him fighting in Ganu, him getting through all that and, and, and stuff. And it was just, like, a long process. And it's, like, I felt like... Like, I'm definitely happy to see him have the belt back. You know, that's the, that's the hard part about being a fight fan is, um, you know, when your favorites fight each other. You know, some people got to lose, some people got to win, and, you know, you're going to feel bad. I mean, if you have a heart, if you care about these, the sport, and you, you've been in the sport, and you're associated with it, and you love these guys legitimately, like hardcore fans, you know, love you to the the day you die basically these people love you and you're like just as music artists their their fans love them to death that's how people are about fighters and stuff it, it's a different kind of thing when you know about their story and stuff like that and that brings me to say uh, that, uh reading that the post that i that i uh, posted about daniel cormier recently maybe like six hours ago on my instagram i'm gonna read it real quick just to just to kind of allude to just anybody that doesn't know um, that didn't know or didn't check out the post or if you just don't follow me on Instagram. But I did, I quote, said, it's been a couple of days and I haven't really talked about it, but I've always remembered first being introduced to DC by reading an issue of Fighters Only magazine years back when he was in Strike Force. I read about DC and the tragic passing of his three-month daughter and also read the article as well as seeing and learning of what he accomplished so quickly in his MMA career as well as his personal life. And I was instantly inspired by him. DC is a special human. I never understood the hate he got throughout his career. But I always felt like... close. You feel close to these fighters. You follow... You feel close to these fighters you follow, excuse me, and you truly do love. You truly do love them. I need to edit this. Looks like shit. Wait, wait. For me, as a lifelong fan of martial artists, there's thousands of fights and fighters I do follow, but only specific people's stories really hit home. I thought, how could anybody go through losing a child at the time? I was so inspired because all the praise and things DC has been through and how much he's done for his community and the young children and people that look up to him. I was excited to see him versus Frank Mir and finally being in the UFC at the time. Just was amazing for me for being a huge fan of him. I've watched Daniel for years and I'll select few of these fighters I feel emotionally attached. Loyal fans are what make this sport beautiful win or lose. I always will watch and be inspired by DC despite the loss. I still feel really sad and will hurt because I deeply love these guys and I because I never had no hope or real source of inspiration or motivation growing up until I found this sport and the amazing fighters both inside and outside the cage DC is amongst my top favorite of all time and always will forever be I wish to train at your gym and learn from you and I put quote in quotations I think my allergies are kicking in this is funny it was funny because it's like as in like my eyes were watery uh trying to find where i made that error that edit like the, the word I, I fucking wrote something wrong it doesn't make sense when i was reading it that's why i stopped in the middle of it but yeah i finished that uh 
I'm just reading this shit real quick. Just some... I always felt like close. Let me just edit this shit real quick. Because it's on my Instagram. I don't want people to get confused. It's a long ass fucking post and it's going to have typos. Um, so that's why. It's a long show. I apologize. Just kidding. We have long shows. We used to always have long shows anyways. Um... You truly love. Oh, I just didn't have a, a, a fucking period and a, a, a capitalization. That's why it was a run on sentence, you son of a bitch. There we go. I was all tripping out. It took me hell long. But yeah, so like I said, I've, I remember reading about DC in a Fighters Only magazine hell long ago. And I just read about him and I don't know. I couldn't describe it. Or, or the feelings or anything I was feeling, I just got inspired by him. And I read about a guy named Daniel Cormier who who was a bad motherfucker and was undefeated at heavyweight. He was winning in strike force. I think that was right after he fought Josh Barnett. or And they were about to have... I think it was around the time where they were going to potentially have Frank Mir come over to strike force to fight uh, Daniel Cormier. When he was, uh, I think he was like the Grand Prix. He was, he, he was up to uh, up for winning the Grand Prix, like about to fight for the Grand Prix. And um, hold on, real quick. So he was gonna fight in the Grand Prix, and he needed an opponent. And that was the time where I don't know if you remember reading it, but it was about the time where the UFC was gonna let Frank Mir fight, or the, I don't know if they were gonna let him fight, but it was on. It was being talked about. Frank potentially fighting DC, and then ever since then I knew about DC, and I was excited for him to make his debut, and he made his debut against Frank Mir. And I remember a lot of people saying that it was boring, and he was holding him up against the fence, because back when I first watched DC, my knowledge of the game was not sharp like it is now with grappling and all that. And it's like grappling, I know like I know exactly what he's doing. He's smothering him, big ass Frank Mir, muscular unable to move because a big guy in DC is holding him and you know un- keeping him and neutralizing anything he needs to do and that's what he did he neutralized him shut him down so I mean ever since then I've watched DC I mean watched him in his, U- in his UFC in his UFC fights has cut down to 205 pounds and you know he was fighting at at heavyweight and Cain Velasquez at, at the time was at the, at the champion and he was going to drop down to 205 man I remember the whole story you know the whole story everything that happened I was truly inspired and honestly this one really does hurt because I do care a lot about DC and you know the fact that he was a two division champion doesn't even seem like too long ago and now you think about it he doesn't have any belts I mean, he relinquished the light heavyweight title. Um, obviously, won the belt against Miocic. I mean, defends the belt once against Derek Lewis, and Miocic gets his rematch. And then now DC doesn't have any belt, which is the hardest part because it's like, when has DC not had the belt? Basically, it's been hard. It's been a while since I haven't seen DC having a belt. So, him. Having a belt, I mean, it's just like Daniel Cormier, the unstoppable force. I mean, damn, it's just crazy. Like, I feel like I haven't seen him lose in a long time. I mean, obviously there was that Jones fight, but it's almost like I forget about that one too. I mean, that seems like it was forever as well. So just the fact, that simple fact that I hadn't seen him fight in so long. So 
it, it was pretty crazy, man. And you know, now, we'll quickly talk about what's next. Um, it's like, what's next? I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. I, I can't even think about that. I'm still trying to wrap my head around all this. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I, I, mean, I don't have any energy to think about what's next because I'm still, I don't know. I don't want, if anything, a third fight with Milchich, if anything. It's only fair. I mean, after Francis and Ganu, maybe maybe DC gets one more in to really get a shot back, another shot. I mean, I don't know if he even wants to fight a contender. I mean, if anything, maybe he'll fight Miocic again. Because there's no way in hell I want to see DC retire on a loss. No way. There's no way. I don't. I, I really would hate that. I I don't think anybody would want to see a guy with that kind of career have a. Uh, have that kind of a you know unfortunate ending to his career. I mean, he's one of the best in the world. I mean, this was gonna be his 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 fight. He was gonna. I mean, if he would have won this fight, I'm pretty sure maybe he would have retired or maybe fought Jones a third time. But for me now, the fact that he lost professionally, just thinking about it, it doesn't intrigue me as much as it did before he lost. I'm not saying that because he just because I don't think he can, he can win. It's just uh, it's cloudy right now. It's like you have all these plans and you 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 think about these and you assess about them, but when when one thing, one punch, one kick, one knee, one one elbow can change the whole plan. Like you have all these plans, these crazy plans to do all these things, and they get taken away. You know, with the fight losing, that's that uh, a fight loss, and. That's the exact thing I was actually thinking about when it came to, like, you know, the t- TV show that DC had, you know, uh, him, I don't know, what is it, commentary role, what else has he got going on, but he has, like, I feel like he has so much going on, and, you know, him getting the ESPY award and all that, and it's like, damn, it's just crazy, like, all the stuff he had going on. I know it wasn't, like, a distraction or not. I don't I don't necessarily think it was. But it just felt like there was so much going on outside the cage. And, you know, everything leading up to the fight. Him talking about, you know, not re- maybe potentially retiring after this one. Or, you know, fighting Jones. It never was really clear what he was going to do. And I, I didn't sit here. I was doubting. I didn't think he wasn't going to win. I thought he was going to win 100%. I'm just thinking about things people may have been thinking about in their own head. And, you know, those were listed. Those were a lot of things that he had going on. I don't know necessarily if that affected his training camp. I don't think so. That would be kind of weird. I mean, the heavyweight champion in the world. But then now he has this fight with Stipe. And Stipe comes back. He takes his best shots, man. I've seen this funny post that Stipe, Diaz, and uh, Costa all coming back from little lengthy layoffs and they're like that's proof that all you got to do is just chill and take time off and they put lol at the end of the day because like all of them came back and looked absolutely fantastic diaz paulo costa obviously didn't agree with that decision but that fight overall was crazy man i don't think there's any winner in that fight there, there was both two winners in that fight that was a crazy fucking fight man those guys were throwing bombs it was bombs away in that fight i expected that right off the bat i mean the way romero was fighting and like those weird ass movements i'm like this is different romero's fighting like less 
cautious. Like, he's not the normal Romero. He wasn't like the normal Romero that I usually see, like, to where he almost lulls you to sleep and boom, he just explodes. Like, he, he didn't do that. It was different. He was, like, moving a lot. And, like, you know, I couldn't tell if you he, he, he didn't really show that he got hurt. Like, you know, Boracina, you know, he caught Romero. Boracina caught Romero. Costa uh, obviously caught. Uh, Romero caught Costa. Costa caught Romero. And it's like, it was a bombs away, literally, the whole, like, the whole fight. It was a close fight. It was a really, really close fight. Like I said, the takedowns of Romero uh, landed as well as a knockdown. Uh, obviously, they both knocked each other down. It was a, it was a vicious, violent fight, but you know it was it wasn't it was clear cut. I thought Romero got that one in the bag close. A lot of people thought he was robbed, as well as they thought he was robbed in his last fight um, with Whitaker, which was a fight that I thought he won because of the damage that he 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 landed. I mean, I mean, Rob may have barely edged that one out, but significant strikes and damage-wise, Yoel almost had him out. When I was watching that fight, I thought they were going to stop that fight the first time that that uh he, he was hurt. That when he when he caught him and he was on the ground and Yoel was landing that ground and pound, I thought the ref was going to stop it, but they didn't end up stopping it and Rob ends up winning. I think like a split decision or majority decision, and I don't think he's fought ever since then, if I'm not mistaken. Now he's going to fight Israel Adesanya, and that leaves everyone else open. My Boracina obviously leaves him in the wings and stuff. So let's, um, like I said, let's let uh. Let's quickly end with. Let's quickly wrap up the stuff for DC. Like I said, I don't know what's next for DC, but heavyweight division wise, for Stipe, there's only one man in the mix right now that I feel deserves a title shot. Well, obviously, there's no one else left other than DC. If DC doesn't fight Stipe again, then I think it would be Francis Ngannou 100%, man. I mean, obviously, he, he's done his homework. He's come back. Uh, we haven't necessarily seen his ground game or anything like that, but that's got to be a fearful fight for him, being the fact that that was the fight. He, he even openly said that he carried the fear of his last fight in there, and that was a fight with Stipe. I mean, look at Stipe. Stipe is a kind of, he's a smart guy. He's going to drag you into a deep, the deep water. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he, he'll lose, and he comes right back and wins. And I think he's going to be winning for a very long time to come. Like, literally. Like, his performance against DC, DC showed it. He took DC's best shots. He 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 was down three rounds. Comes back in the fourth round, and all I mean, to all of a sudden, just turns to tide, and he starts doing this this fucking weird punch to his body here. This this body punch. I'm like, damn. I'm like, oh ooh. After the fifth one, I'm like, oh, if he keeps doing that, he's gonna hurt him. And when I was thinking about that fight, I was thinking about the time Anderson Silva when he fought DC. Uh, he kicked him to the body in the third. I think that third round, and he hurt him. And uh, it was a non-title light heavyweight fight, but GC was a light heavyweight champion. I know it was weird at the time, but um, he Anderson lands a nasty kick to the liver, and DC kind of like ooh, he winces in pain, and I think that was like the same spot, maybe if anything. I know DC said he hurt for a while after taking that kick from Anderson, but I don't highly think I highly doubt that has anything to do with the, this fight. But the, the Stipe just turns it on and he finishes him in the fourth round, which is like super impressive. I mean, Stipe Miocic is is a god. I mean, for Daniel, like on the side of that, he's only lost to John Jones and Stipe Miocic. 
Best light heavyweight champion ever. Best heavyweight champion ever in the UFC. He's only lost two of the best guys in the world. It's not as bad as we really think about it as. It does hurt really bad, but I'm thinking about the positives about it. I think he's a great guy. Great role model, great fighter, Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, excited to see what's next, and we'll be 100% supportive uh, of that. Um, like I said, uh, I think that's it. Hour and 24 minutes in. I mean, real stoked for Nate. Nate to come back. Obviously want to see that Mosfet all fight. Stipe, I mean, I think that it will be a good fight for Francis. Obviously, it will be interesting to see on the side of Francis and Ganu how much he has improved on his own right. And we'll see how he fares and how he will fare in a second rematch with Stipe and see how he can handle that takedown defense and, you know, not necessarily unload early on. Because, you know, early in that fight, in the first fight, if you remember, Francis unloaded a lot of uh, a lot of energy and punches and try to take Stipe's head off early on in that first fight. But a patient Francis who picks his shots. And I mean, obviously, I know he's going to have to stop the takedowns and um, that, that, that pace is going to wear on him. And I feel that Stipe is the kind of guy that will get stronger as the fight goes on and stuff. And it's going to be a grueling fight. I don't. I, I mean, maybe I'll be doubted yet again, but I don't think Francis can be Stipe. There's no denying Stipe is one of the best of all time. I mean, you deny him, he comes back and he proves you. He proves. He proves everyone wrong, just as he did. I mean, for fuck's sakes, he was down three rounds, like I said, and he came back and he beat DC. Everyone was like, "Oh, that fight was too easy for DC." I mean, he stopped him in the first round, and you know the result's going to be the same. But that wasn't the case. I mean, look at what happened. And now we could just see what happens next. Interesting to see. Interesting to think about. You know, I'm excited for Stipe. I mean, I'm excited for a potential rematch against Francis Ngannou. Very interested. Very exciting and very exciting time right now if you're a fight fan a lot of big fights to be made a lot of interesting things and a lot of stuff to come up but uh like i said that is our show ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you guys for joining us i mean we've been on for an hour and 26 minutes nearly almost two hours i didn't expect we we're going to be on that long but i do appreciate each and every one of you guys like i said i wasn't aiming to offend early on i was just kind of getting my thoughts out and just kind of talking about what I was feeling inside and you know after once we started talking about MMA we started to calm down so like I said that's the best part about it um you can follow me ladies and gentlemen on Twitter and Instagram at G the King MMA both the same handles guys G the King MMA um facebook.com slash gabriel the king hernandez you can follow our podcast page directly at kwtk pod on instagram as well um as on twitter kwtk pod as well um appreciate each and every one of you guys for tuning in and joining us and you know 100 percent uh, so, uh, thankful to all the people that support me and all the people that care about me and love me and, and, and people in my personal life and everybody. I just I appreciate all you guys and 
We'll continue to keep this shit rolling, guys. I appreciate all the support. Um, appreciate everybody who tunes into the show. Everybody who follows me on social media. Everybody who takes time to talk to me and 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 just different cool shit. It's cool to interact with people on there and and, and participate with stuff like that. So, like one more time, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Twitter at G the King MMA as well as G the King MMA on Instagram. As well as Facebook, facebook.com slash gabybaby123, folks. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week. I'll miss you guys. We had a great show today. Literally. I'm going nowhere. I'm staying right here on this platform. We're not going anywhere, folks. But for sure, we will be back next week. This is Gabe Hernandez signing off, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week. G the King out, baby.